Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomescleancom That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 240, and I think I'm going to call it getting credit for your housekeeping effort. Those who understand my struggles, those of you who don't just listen as, wow, now I understand other people, but instead are like, oh yeah, that's me. Um, You already know what that title means. So anyway, I'll go into it here in just a minute. But before I do, I want to make sure that you listen to last week's episode with Renanda. I really love these strategy sessions that I've been doing with my, um, some of my people from who are patrons through patreon.com slash a slob comes clean. Um, and we, we just got to talk through some things. And I've heard from several people who are like, yes, I also live in the country and understand how easy it is to um, just kind of spread your stuff out on land, you know, that kind of thing. And so I, I love it because it brings in other people's unique situations. And we kind of get to talk through what might work, what to try in those situations. So go back and listen to that one too. But you don't have to stop now. Go ahead and listen to this one and then go back later if you missed it. Okay. This is what made me think about this subject. So I um, I have an adult child now. Have I mentioned that? I'm sure I have. Uh, it happened over Christmas. I say it happened, but you know, he just had a birthday. It's not like I didn't know it was coming for the last 18 years. Anyway, so we're, we're in this kind of interesting phase of life right now where he's getting ready to launch, if that's what you want to call it, um, off into his own life here soon. Anyway, he is a senior in high school and it didn't really make a huge difference in the fall because of football. But now that football is over, he has early release. So like, that's pretty common. I know it's in a lot of different places. A lot of people I know have seniors end up, they've finished their credits or the majority of them. And they, you know, kind of don't, they have some free periods. And so they get to leave school early if they get that done as part of their schedule. So he leaves school at, I think it's 2.15. He usually gets home around 2.25. And it didn't make as much of a difference during football because he basically would come home, be home, work on homework for 30 minutes and head right back for football practice. But um, now I'm just going to be honest. It totally cramps my style. <laughs> and and here's why. Okay. So um, I've talked before about my routine of how I handle things and how I get work done and stuff like that. Well, I basically, you know, I my kids get off to school And then I work, 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 work. And I work best in the morning. I'm a morning person. And so I work and that's when I have brain power and energy. And, you know, especially like working on this book right now that I'm working on, I, you know, I go to the library for as long as I can handle it, um, you know, which opens at 10. So sometimes 10 to two or whatever. And by the time 2.30 like comes around, usually I'm done. Like that's kind of my, if I'm going to give myself permission to chill out for a little bit before I kind of get going on the, on different stuff, other things, it usually is right around two 30. I mean, like, you know, between two and three, that's kind of my, okay, I'm going to, okay, I'm gonna take a little break here. Um, I will often put off eating lunch until then. And then I'll kind of be like, okay, I'm going to read a book while I eat my lunch, or I'm going to, um, you know, watch a show or whatever. Well, on Monday, I guess it was. (laughs) No, it was yesterday. I don't even know. Whatever. 
one day this week, because y'all don't care which day it was. I mean, I had been going literally nonstop. Like I had just been to the library. I had written my 2000 words. That was my goal for the day. It might've even been 2,500. Anyway, I was zapped, like zapped. And I had left the library and I was like, okay, I am going to, I think it was about 145 when I left. So I'm going to go home. I'm going to eat that leftover soup. So I'm going to feel like I'm having a great, you know, decently healthy lunch. And I am going to watch a show. And I was like, really looking forward to it. So I get home and I get all that together. So by the time I sat down, it was about two o'clock and I watched a show and I watched a second one, you know, it was a 30 minute show. And I was like, I'm just going to watch one more because you know what? I'm exhausted. I did really good work today. I'm going to do this. And, um, he walks in now, granted I had changed back into my pajamas. (laughs) Like I was, Oh, that's embarrassing. But I'm just, you know, why not be honest with you guys? Anyway, so I changed back into my pajamas. I come home. I had been in real clothes like the entire day to that point. So come on. It's a lot to ask of a writer. Anyway, so I come home and because I was finally home, I changed into my pajamas and I'm sitting on the couch watching a show and eating my lunch, my decently healthy lunch. And he walked in and he goes, and this is a sweet kid, you guys. He's one of the sweetest of the kids living in my house. I'm just saying. And he goes, he goes, Oh, did you take the the day off today? And I was so offended. <laughs> like I was like, you know, and I went, this is why he cramps my style to come home at this exact hour of the day. I'm like, I can work and I can work and I can work. But if he comes home And that's when I'm laying down in his mind, I've been laying down the whole entire day, you know, or I have been sitting there watching TV the whole entire day, because that's the only awareness that he has of my time. Anyway, so I was very, it did, it hurt my feelings. And I did kind of, you know, say, no, I'm not not explaining, 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 but I also get it. I mean, like, I'm not mad because I get it. I get that you only are aware of what you see. Okay. And it made me start thinking about how that is one of the huge frustrations for a lot of us in our homes. You know, I mean, you know, I wasn't, I was writing yesterday. I wasn't even, you know, necessarily working on the kitchen or anything like that. But that's our frustration is like, I want credit for this stuff that I have done, especially in the beginning when it all feels so completely unnatural and you are you know, trying to make a dent in not having done what you needed to do. So it's that much more overwhelming, both in how much there is to do because you're digging out from maybe, you know, never having had a dishes routine and you're just getting started or whatever. But also, you know, just really pushing past all of those mental hangups that you have against doing it this way. And really, do I really have to do the dishes every single day? You know, whatever. All those things make it such this huge looming thing. Like I have done something major and we want credit for it. All right, let's take a moment to talk about one of this episode's sponsors, BetterHelp. Some of the stuff we're talking about today ultimately comes down to relationships and expectations. And the stress can be greatly increased when there's stress in those 
relationships. Um, you might need a counselor who can help you work through some of those things. BetterHelp is online counseling that allows you to connect with a licensed professional counselor in a safe and private online environment so you can get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your therapist. If you know that you need to look into getting counseling, but you're overwhelmed with how to even start, check out BetterHelp. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P. They have 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states. If you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. You can even start communicating in under 24 hours, though I do want to be clear, it's not a crisis line. One big advantage, since I know I have readers everywhere, is there's a broad expertise in the network, which might not be locally available in many areas. And financial aid is available for those who qualify. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. A Slob Comes Clean listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code CLEAN. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash clean. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash clean. So it made me think about this post that I wrote a long, long time ago. I did not go back and read it, but I'll give you the gist. Um, And what I can only assume is just it was one of those moments of realization for me because that was a huge realization for me in the beginning of my deslobification process was this never ends. And for so many of these things, what I did yesterday, it doesn't count today. Like I can't ride the high of having done my dishes yesterday unless I do them again today. That's basically the only lasting benefit of having done the dishes yesterday is that I'm only going to have one day's worth of dishes to do today. But as far as like dishes being clean, they're not clean anymore because we used them because we live here because we're people. There's the, anyway, so the, the post is called all housekeeping points expire at midnight and it's based on a, like a, a marriage study that we did. I think we only did one session like in a Sunday school class years and years ago, back when that kid who's 18 was probably, you know, a year and a half old. I don't know. It's been so long ago. And I think we didn't finish it just because um, like it didn't, the timing didn't work or something. It wasn't because it was bad. It was just because like the sessions were an hour and anyway, so we didn't do it. We didn't finish it. Um, But we did one that I remember. And the thing that my husband and I talked about afterwards that we continue to talk about and joke about, honestly, is that he talked about, and he was specifically talking to husbands. He was like, listen, all points expire at midnight, not all housekeeping points. I'm talking about housekeeping here because that's what I talk about. He's talking about just points in general. Like if you have done something and you feel like you deserve some credit, realize all points expire at midnight, meaning you got to do it again the next day. You don't get to live off of the credit of what you did yesterday in the future. And his point, which I think is a really valid point to think about, because the whole point here is getting, I want credit for what I've been doing. I want somebody to notice and appreciate the fact that I've been working really hard all day and not assume because they see me when I'm taking my lunch break, that that's all I did all day. I think it's really valid to talk about the reason he was talking about this in a marriage thing. And I think it was called marriage on the rock, like not on the rocks, but like on the rock as in, you know, Jesus is the rock thing. 
his point was, it's not going to help your relationship to get mad that you're not being given credit for what you did yesterday. Okay. So an example might be, you don't take out the trash, but you say, well, but I took it out, you know, the last time I was supposed to take it out. And it's like, yeah, but that doesn't matter because there's trash here or what, you know, whatever. He's just talking to husbands and I always not to be sexist, but it's just an example that came in my head. And my husband does take out the trash and I consider it such a huge blessing. Anyway, people will sometimes ask me, well, you never talk about, you know, needing to get the, into the routine of taking out the trash. And I'm like, you know why? Because I don't have to worry about it. I am so incredibly thankful. So think about something that people do and give them the credit for that and go, yay, that makes my life easier. But anyway, and don't tell me they don't do anything that makes your life easier because I guarantee they do something. Anyway, but his point was your relationship is going to be better off if you will accept this fact because it's a fact. And it's not just a fact in your relationship. This is, this is not a flaw in your relationship that your spouse gets irritated over something that you didn't do, even though you did it the last time. Like, that's not a flaw. That's just a fact. That's reality that all points expire at midnight. And it's especially true. And what was the point in the post was housekeeping points expire at midnight. As soon as you mop the floor, something is going to spill on it. Or even if you're just lucky enough that that doesn't happen, which it always does. But if you're lucky enough that that doesn't happen, then, you know, somebody's going to walk on it or whatever. I mean, dogs are going to shed. I'm telling you, my German shepherd, it's a good thing I didn't know how much she shedded because I adore her and I would not change a single thing. I absolutely love her. But those dogs just walk through a room and you just see them. You just see hair floating off of them. It's crazy. Anyway, worth it. Totally worth it. But oh my word. So the point is accept the fact. Accepting this fact is going to take you farther. Accepting the fact that you are not going to enjoy the benefits of last week's mopping, other than the fact that this week's mopping is only going to be a week's worth of stuff to mop as opposed to, you know, months or whatever it was before. That's the only benefit. So wishing it wasn't so, wishing it was different than that is actually only harmful to your whole overall process. And the acceptance of that is huge. Okay. A lot of us who struggle with this, you know, I'm just going to say this. I have heard from some people who are like, well, I'm not a creative, but I am a math professor. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I feel like that's its own version of creativity because your brain is working in a different way. This is how I view creativity is like, there's stuff going on in your brain that's different than just the normal what you see in life, which I think we all have our own different kinds of creativity. All right. But there is that traditional creativity relationship between struggling with this kind of stuff. And I think a lot of times it's because we like to create something. We like to make something. We like to put our name on it. And that is just not how keeping the house under control works. Okay. My house is not a project. Um, I think that's one of the first chapters in my, um, how to manage your home without losing your mind, which you can find it at slopcomesclean.com slash book anyway. But that right there, I, I had to realize my house is not a project. There's no big 
clean up, I'm done, sit back. That is not a thing. And thinking that way was actually very harmful to my home. Thinking that way was part of the reason my house was always out of control, was because I always treated it like a project. I treated it like something I was going to be finished with, treated it like something I should get applause over. My house is clean. And instead, I would go, my house is clean. And then I would relax more than just sitting there eating my lunch and watching a show or two. Um, Instead of doing that, you know, the house would, while I was relaxing, the house would go back to being a total disaster. Okay, because I wasn't doing the stuff that is actually the most important thing, which is the daily thing, which nobody notices. People only notice when you don't do it. Okay, like think about, I don't know if you guys have, if you guys ever go to Chick-fil-A, but Chick-fil-A is known for at least the ones near me are just known for kind of up in the game a little bit. You know, I remember when my kids were little and it was hard to take them places, I would go there and they would have little disinfectant wipes for me to wipe down the thing. And they were right there for the, the, the high chair, which is always disgusting, you know, so that I, even though they were always clean with it, with them, you know, I, I could do that. They would have these little like stick to the table, you know, placemats or something where my little toddlers could eat. I mean, just little things that other places didn't have. And they had somebody walking around making sure I knew they had these things. And, you know, you go to the bathroom and it's not just soap. It's also some lotion or whatever. So I'm saying, so like, if you go into a restroom at a, are we talking about restroom, public restrooms? I'm so sorry, y'all. But anyway, but just that's where you notice things are either gross or great. But you go into a public restroom and it's perfectly fine and you're like, okay, great. But you go into a public restroom and it's gross or it stinks or it doesn't have toilet paper and you're like, ew, like that's what you notice. You don't notice when it's just normal, okay? But then you do notice when it goes above and beyond, right? When they've also got, oh, this place has scented lotion or whatever. This one is something a little over the top. They don't just have high chairs to make it possible for you to eat. They also have not high chairs in the bathroom to eat in the bathroom. That's not what I'm talking about. You know what I mean, right? Anyway, I'm just saying the above and beyond is the thing that you get credit for. So accepting that the baseline, there is an actual baseline and the baseline is the stuff I mean, you can't ever expect credit because that's just a recipe for disaster. But I'm just saying, officially, don't expect applause over keeping the baseline. Our next sponsor is Third Love. Let's talk about bras. As I've accepted reality, I've accepted the fact that a high quality, well-fitting bra is a worthy investment. But it can be overwhelming knowing where to find one and uncomfortable figuring out the best one for you. And that's where Third Love comes in. Third Love offers the perfect fit promise. So you go to the site, you take a quiz, and they'll tell you what you need, the size you need, all of that. I took it, found out I needed a different size than what I've been wearing, went with their recommendation, and now I have the best bra I've ever had. I know how it feels to worry, though, that it's not going to work that well for you. But don't worry. Third Love's team of expert fit stylists are dedicated to helping you find your perfect fit and are available to help via chat or email. Plus, returns and exchanges are free and so easy. There's nothing to lose. Get this. 
Every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, return it. And Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. They donate all their gently used return bras to women in need, supporting charities in their local San Francisco Bay Area and across the United States. So far, Third Love has donated over $15 million in bras. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now, they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash clean now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove, T-H-I-R-D-L-O-V-E dot com slash clean for 15% off today. And what's the baseline? Well, it's my four habits. I mean, those four habits will transform your home. If you don't believe me, try it anyway, just to prove me wrong. And then you'll find out I'm right. Okay. But the four habits are do your dishes every day. If you will do your dishes every day, it will change your house. Okay. And I know there's people like, well, but what about wiping down the cabinets? I'm like, that's great if you want to do that. But we're talking about the actual absolute total baseline to not have a house in chaos. Do the dishes every day. Okay. Sometimes a natural extension of that is to also wipe down the cabinets. But even if it's not, do your dishes every day. Okay. Sweeping the kitchen, not about the crumbs. It's about being aware and dealing with the random stuff all over the floor in the kitchen. Okay. And it's getting that stuff dealt with. Your kitchen's going to look under control if your dishes are done and your floors are picked up and swept. Okay. And it's the checking the bathrooms for clutter, because guess what? People say, can I use your restroom? Where's your restroom? And you're, you, uh, if you're anything like me, you know how it feels to be like, hold on just a minute. Okay. Um, and run in there and make sh- see what it looks like before they actually go in there. But if you're dealing with, you know, if you're de- look, checking them for clutter, meaning making sure there's not, you know, clothes all over the floor and junk all, you know, empty deodorant containers on the what is it called? What is that called? You guys, M3 deodorant containers, bathroom counters. That's the word. Yes. Good podcast today, Dana. Anyway. Um, but you know, making sure that the counters are at least straightened and not gross, you know, and the floors are picked up and that kind of stuff. Those are baseline things. Do you ideally want to also make sure everything is wiped down and sparkly? Absolutely. You do. And you could argue that that's baseline as well, but we're talking about the ultimate baseline. Okay. I mean, it's one thing to walk in and go, oh, they didn't have a chance to, um, actually shine up their bathroom. Oh, it's good to know that not everybody's bathroom is absolutely perfect all the time, but there's a difference between that and going, oh my word, this bathroom is a total embarrassing disaster. Right. Okay. So we're talking about baseline here, except that baseline and then the five minute pickup, meaning things are picked up and put away. If your dishes are done and your laundry is done, your laundry is not part of the four daily habits because it's a weekly thing for me. I do a weekly laundry day, but all of those things are not things that we go, yay, we have clean underwear, but we do go, oh no, nobody has any clean underwear. All right. So it's accepting the fact that baseline stuff is not something anybody is going to congratulate you on. It's what a lot of people in today's day and age call adulting. Okay. And I'm not saying that as a, it's what people call adulting. You guys, 
y'all, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm the one I had to figure all this out because it was not natural to me and I wasn't doing it. And a big part of me getting better, me going through this deslobification process was just the acceptance that this is how it is. There really is not a better way. There's no better way to keep your kitchen kitchen under control than to just do the dishes every day. There's not a better way. I'm sorry. There might be good dish soap that works really well for you. There might be whatever, but there's not a better way than doing your dishes, whatever that means. All right. So that that's a huge part of it. Um, so re- realize that applause only comes for the above and beyond. Think about in a work situation. Um, and a lot of you guys who are listening are parents, right? Your moms. And so you know, you know, when your kid wants to get major credit for something that you're like, um, that's just what you're supposed to do, you know, go above and beyond that. You know, anytime that you've had to get a group of kids to help rake the leaves in the yard, there are the kids who technically do everything they're supposed to do. And yes, it's helpful. And it was worth it to make them do it. It wasn't fun, whatever. And then there's the one who goes above and beyond. That's the one who gets the praise is the going above and beyond. But realizing that doing the dishes, unfortunately, is not going above and beyond. Now, as I sit here and say this, know that I'm proud of you for doing the dishes. Like I know how hard it is to do the dishes when that doesn't make sense to you and you don't feel like it should be that big of a deal, but it is. You feel like there's got to be a better way when that hasn't been what you've done and you're like, I doubt this can work. I get it. So I want to say I am the one to tell you I'm proud of you for doing the dishes and making yourself do them every single day. I am proud of you, but you can't expect every random person who walks into your house or even who lives in your house to be proud of you for doing the dishes every day. Okay. They're more likely to be proud over time, which is so stinky, right? I mean, I want you to be proud right away because then if you're proud right away, then I can be done and I at least get to know that you were proud, but instead it's going to take time. Okay. All right. Things that will take them time to under, to actually notice. They may notice that cooking or making their lunches or um, whatever is just less stressful than it used to be. That's something that can be like, oh, actually it's been that much easier. Or maybe they don't notice until the third day when they go, oh, I actually looked around and, and was inspired to start cooking again. I've cooked three days in a row. Like, you know, it's that kind of thing. Or maybe it's a week in a row. We've been cooking at home this month or for two months or for the last year or whatever. I'm not guaranteeing any kind of, I'm trying to give you the realistic perspective to not expect praise for things, not expect credit for stuff. But I'm saying that that's the kind of thing that somebody's going to notice eventually more than going, have you noticed? Have you noticed? Which I have done many times in my house. Um, Space to move around as you declutter things. That is the number one thing that has helped my family actually make change when it comes to clutter is, and and some of them realize it. My, I think my husband and my daughter do, my boys don't as much, don't necessarily notice, but that ability to live more easily in your house than you used to, because you have more space to move around. That's the kind of thing that eventually 
they're going to appreciate that you've done. Okay. As opposed to look, I moved everything off of the fireplace and shoved it in that corner over there. Doesn't the fireplace look good? And not that they're not going to, but like, that's not the thing you get credit for. You get credit for actually improving life. Anyway, um, being able to find things. That's something. If you consistently go, wait a minute, I am able to find things a lot easier than it used to be. Or wow, these last several years, I've been finding things a lot better than back when, or maybe you don't even notice it until you think about, you know what, five years ago before mom started really decluttering, we used to never be able to find anything. Okay. I feel like that's kind of how it worked in our house. Um, and disasters happen less often, not natural disasters. You have no control over that, but I'm talking about, you know, everything is shoved into everywhere and every, you know, anything that you're going to find that, you know, you have requires a huge, you know, throwing everything everywhere to get to it. The more you've decluttered, the less often those kind of disasters are going to happen. That's the kind of thing that eventually people do notice. Okay. That's where you get credit. Also on the opposite side of this, be the positive noticer, you know, model positive noticing. When somebody does something that you know was a real challenge for them to do, notice it, you know, make sure that you're not the negative noticer, that you're not the one who they do something. You go, yeah, that's good. But did you notice this over here? If you, if you need to point that out, because a lot of times that is our job as a mom, still praise the effort, still praise what they did do. And then, you know, do that and think about, because if you're listening to this podcast and you relate to what I'm talking about, you've probably had the negative noticer, but you don't want to be somebody else's negative noticer. Okay. Oh, so what are the, um, what are a couple things to really focus on? We talked about, um, focusing on the very basics as your baseline, not as a project. Okay. Like anything, you know, projects are above and beyond that basic kind of stuff. Um, make sure you're following the visibility rule. All right. That visibility, visibility rule is everything. Okay. What the visibility rule means that when you declutter, you always start in the most visible space, meaning the space that people would see when they come in your front door. I have loved hearing from people in the Patreon community about how much once they finally said, I'm going to follow the visibility rule, they really started making huge progress in their homes. And I love hearing that because that is the truth. Okay. You start there and it inspires you to keep decluttering. It's visible. So it's more noticeable because you can actually see it because it's visible. Okay. So following that visibility rule instead of, you know, the top shelf of the master bedroom closet, and then hoping that they're going to notice that, or, Hey guys, here, step through all this junk and come look at this top shelf and see what I did today. Um, people are able more, you know, other people, when you're the one responsible for doing all this work, other people are more able to ignore less visible spaces and be proud of you for the visible spaces than they are to ignore the visible. It's really hard to walk through a cluttered room to go look at a uncluttered space. See what I'm saying? But if you are walking through an uncluttered space, you know what I mean? Anyway. Um, okay. I hope that this was helpful and just know I completely understand you guys. Like I, I really do. I mean, this is, this is my struggle as well. So anyway, all right. I will talk to you guys next week. Don't forget, I do have both my books 
available at aslobcomesclean.com slash book. And um, go join Patreon and join us over there. It's really fun. All right. Bye.